I'm drinking Maker's Mark Cask Strength Kentucky Bourbon Whiskey right now. And you're also listening to episode 198 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show when you shop at Amazon, Vegas.com, or Caesars Entertainment. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? What a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. There are multiple things that we could start this episode off with. Oh, yes, but Um, but might as well just embarrass the crap out of me. No, no, actually, I was going to abort on that one, but why don't you give them a brief synopsis as to what I was going to not well, mention no, until then you... you... you have to figure out how you're going to introduce it, because I didn't know... You told me what you were going to say. I didn't there, know you were going to start it. I, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take down that fourth wall for all of you listeners. A lot... you never do that. Well, this this intro is... is Nobody knows what I'm going to do. I don't even know what I'm going to say. I usually go into it... Like, I'll have an idea, maybe, you know, 10 minutes before we start the show... Literally, as soon as Tony finishes the intro, it's whatever pops in my head. And I was like, I can't decide between like four or five things. Uh, All right, fuck it. We're just going to wing it. (laughs) We're going to figure it out. And Cameron's like, but you said 10 minutes ago we were going to do this. Like, yeah, but I was going to abort on that. But now that you said it. Well, that's the whole reason you got me on the show because I asked you. Because I... I told Tony, I'm not feeling good. I've had a rough Karen, week. Karen, I was going to do and or say anything I could to make sure that you were on the show. Oh, you lying kind of, I kind of was, yeah. I kind of did, yeah. Well, then you have to figure out how to intro it, because I'm not just going to like dump in <laughs> with what the, I the did. Thing, the best part is, Karen, that's actually how he got you to marry him. He told oh. you that you were pregnant with this kid, and you, you, you had Somehow to Somehow convinced her. She was like... Wait a minute, but every I've had my period. Everything's like no. Oh no! Trust me. Trust me. I knew I wasn't knocked out. (laughs) There was no doubt about that. I no, folks. I went into this of my own willing accord. But yet she can't explain why she would make such a foolhardy choice. Don't know. Don't know. So there are many things that I want to share with you, and and I want to try and somehow share them with you in in like a speed round. You, you should, otherwise it would be a really long I intro. I know, right? So so the first being, Karen got a very special slash slap in the face wake up call gift today. Karen, give them a very well, brief synopsis. No, so hold on. So we got to back up. Anyone that's been following me on Twitter has seen me going back and forth with Delta Airlines about a lost item and their complete lack of attention or care or giving a shit about the loss. Yeah. When, so the weekend, Tony, that you guys went to Louisville, you know, I went up to Michigan to see my mom. and Brand new iPad. Brand, yeah, I left my brand new iPad in the seat back of the plane and realized it as soon as I got home to my mom's house, which was probably, it was right after 5 o'clock on a Friday. 
um, could not get a hold of a live. I, I knew the flight number. The this. I'm like, just find somebody. Tell me, has the plane turned? Is it still in the airport? Where's it going? Just here's the seat. Go look in it. Delta didn't give two shits. So the last three weeks, and I was scared shitless to tell Mark. I know he was down there with you guys, and and I actually had an, a situation. Year and a half ago? Very similar. Oh, I don't even know if it was that far ago. Well, Maybe we, a year. We were on a, a plane and making connection, and I realized right after we deplaned that, oh, shit, I forgot it. Southwest and at that It point. was, and it was able to, I went right back to the gate. They were boarding the next flight. I told the gate attendant, and he, they sent somebody down and brought it back out, and I mean, they were great. Southwest was awesome about the whole thing. Delta can just, they didn't give two shits. They don't care. So I, I, I don't, it's been three weeks. They told me, because I went online and filed the claim, because you can't actually talk to a real person about this, neither with the airline or at the airport. Mm. So three weeks, they said, if we can't find it, your claim will be closed. So today was three weeks. Yeah. So. And Mark so, actually offered last week yeah. to go ahead and get me a new one. I've been suffering without my iPad for work, actually, which is the weirdest right, thing, because yeah. I do use it mostly for work. Yeah. And so today I finally broke down and said, can I please have another one? And he said, yes. So Only I, one more. Uh, this is it. She loses this one. She's fucked. <laughs> and I'm fucked. <laughs> and I'm fucked. He's a charm. Lesson, right. No, lesson. I didn't lose the first one. I got it back. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, I got it back. And you would think, but I just, and I can't tell you, like I said, the sick feeling in the pit of my stomach. I can't tell you, Tony. I did not want to tell Mark. Luckily, he I went so I, mad. Luckily, I went uh, this is a phenomenal transition, Karen. Well, <laughs> luckily, I went through an epic meltdown during the <laughs> exact same time yeah, this was going he, on. He was not having a good day anyway, so my little losing of the iPad was not the worst thing on his mind. So. <laughs> of the brand new iPad that I had literally had not even 10 days. No, no. Not even 10 Frank, days yeah, I had yeah. the damn thing. Yeah. yeah uh, for, but for me, I was like, I can't tell him he's going to kill me. He's going to yeah. kill me. He's going to kill me. And his, I think your first tech was like, are you kidding me? Right. And then you're like, all right, well, what are you going to do? I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be killed when I get home. All right, I'm good. Which really foreshadowed the extremities of the emotional roller coaster I was currently in, which perfectly leads us into what I wanted to say is... I have mentioned many a times, and I'm sure many of you thought that this was more in jest than anything, about the various mental instabilities that I, I deal with uh, on a daily basis sorry, I have, I have that, that, that require medication to control the monster that is within. Well, those of you who enjoyed the Louisville trip uh, got a chance to see, hopefully, only a shadow of the monster that resides within but a monster that showed himself in a way that he had not shown himself since the incarnation of him. <laughs> so um, we're currently... So I was I was scared. There was one night during the trip you were texting me, and I was honestly scared. I, I was concerned and was trying to talk you off the ledge. But Yeah. So we are currently in the midst of a medication change. And the reason I share this with you is... When you kind of deal with medication changes in in the situation that I am in, there's a chance uh, I, I'm I'm gonna be living in extremities. So I'm gonna do my best to if if I need to step away from the show for a period of time, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna be as honest as I can with everybody, as is important in in these kind of situations, um, with everybody that I, I I share with you what's going on now. 
and then you may not hear from me for a while. I will say, if, if tonight is any indication, it's starting off really well. I agree. I agree. We, we, have, we had an immediate <laughs> medication change. Yeah. Um, but as, as, as it happens with medication that, that somehow affects the brain, there, there could be extremities. Hopefully, you'll get the creative extremity, and I'll record 8 trillion things and vintage and all these other amazing things. But odds are, it means I'm going to disappear for a while. There might be some bumps yeah. in the roads along yeah, the way. Yeah, there, there could be some issues, but... Um, Nothing like starting the show on a heavy note. But I wanted to share this with people. The one thing that I've learned, and one of the reasons that got me into that really bad place, is that I wasn't being as honest as I should have been. And one of the problems with the issues that I deal with is when you don't address them, when you're ashamed of them, when you hide them, that's when they become the kind of issues that they become so... I'm trying to help prevent that by explaining to everybody, even though it's very vague, explaining to everybody, yes, I had an incredibly bad situation. Yes, it's time to do some serious medical intervention. And yes, that could be very bad. I just want you to be aware of it in hopes that I'm getting out of out in front of it and I prevent such, such things. Well, I have to give Tony major kudos because he was very accommodating and, uh, you know, adjusted to your... One, he Attendance. Made, and he made me the, feel really good. Like, yeah. I thought, I'm melting down, and everybody here knows it. No. I'm going to kill someone. And Tony's didn't. like, I just thought, I was like, why is he being so quiet? They're <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> like, okay, that's best case scenario. It's all going yes. on in your head, dude. Yes. <laughs> so, so there's that. And and there's, there's one last thing that's on an up note. That's on an up Hooray. note before we get into the show. I have a huge thank you to the You Can Bet On That crew for making an unsolicited effort to make sure that we, our, our show, was available on Google Play. It was, it was announced this week that Google Play was now going to offer podcasts, and I just hadn't gotten off my ass to get around it. And incredibly sweetly, unsolicited, direct messaged me on Twitter. It was like, hey, yeah, by the way, we got ourselves set up. I know she weren't on there. Here, if you just go this and you go to this link and you do this, like... This is Aww. what I like about being a part of this community. Now, there are, I'm not going to lie to you. There are some fucking assholes in this community. <laughs> but I don't focus on those people. It's people like the You Can Bet on That crew that make me thrilled to be a part of, of this Vegas, we love it so much, we're going to record a goddamn show and hopefully we amuse you community. And I, I, I absolutely love these guys. If you haven't checked them out, that is a top quality podcast about gambling and, and, and Vegas. But uh, cannot thank you guys enough. Love this community. Absolutely love it. Hooray. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it for my diatribes and or self-professed whatever confessionals your, your, your personal therapy session yes there you right. go. come on try Tony. and save me some money <laughs> well then let's start the show he's mark she's karen and i'm tony and as always we start with random vegas in 1988 binions purchased the mint although at that time it was binions horseshoe purchased the mint hotel and casino next door from dell webb and incorporated it into the property expanding binions footprint to an entire block on Fremont Street from 1st to 2nd. We got that from SinCityTalk.com. They have a lot of cool shit on there if you haven't checked them out. Why does the name Del Webb sound so familiar to me? Oh, because he has been involved in so many things that you had no idea about. Del's been involved with 
Uh, he owned the Sahara for a period of time. He mentored Bill Bennett, who ended up going on to own Circus Circus. Del, Del was kind of the infrastructure man who kind of, he was, he was a huge, big time. Uh, as a matter of fact, Del helped build the Flamingo. He helped build the Flamingo when he was just a construction company. Um, and, and ended up growing in, in, in his empire to own some casinos. But like Dell's Dell's impact on Vegas is almost more of what Dell did to inspire others or help others achieve their their dreams. Hmm. All right. That, that, then that explains why I've heard his name or recognize his name. He's fascinating. <laughs> he, uh, he must he, he's one of those people that have, have a book written about them and it's gone out of print and I spent far too much money on getting a hold of it so I could read about the... I was going to say, Tony, you just made his night. He's like, oh, let me tell you oh about Del Webb. Do you want to know about Del Webb, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. I play to his strengths. Yes, you do. That wasn't playing. I'm not going to lie no, to you. <laughs> uh, what about the twit pick of the week? It's a scene unlike any in a property unlike any in Vegas. The balcony view at Cosmopolitan may be the most breathtaking in all of Vegas, if not the entire world. I can't speak for outer space, but I imagine it would rival it. <laughs> Day or night, it is epic. Throw in a panorama photo shared by at Styles15, and you'll find me very aroused. Despite Tony's bullshit reasoning, I can speak on his reasonable side and confirm that this show deems Cosmopolitan the best overall property in the Andromeda galaxy. Now, I know that isn't the galaxy that we're currently in, but it sounds way better than the one we're in, because, let's be honest, ours is named after a fucking candy bar. Sounds better than the one we're currently in, as if that's going to change in any time soon. What? <laughs> Listen, Karen, I can't tell the future. We may move. Hey, we could move. We, we might don't... move. <laughs> Maybe we're just going to pack up the whole damn plan and go, screw it, I'm moving to Andromeda. That's right. right. Maybe there's a better deal over there. <laughs> <laughs> They're cooler. They'll let me stay up past 10 o'clock. <laughs> you don't even do anything. You don't even know me. <laughs> So that's all you have to say about that. Um, uh, you have, you've been drinking a little bit tonight, haven't you? I have been. Yeah, there you tell. <laughs> it's it's um, it was an okay picture. <laughs> We're gonna have to keep Tony in line today. <laughs> I mean, now that I know that it came from Cosmopolitan. Okay, wait, hold on, hold on, stop. What did you think about it before you knew it was taken from Cosmopolitan? There's no way you could have known that wasn't from any property but Cosmopolitan. It's just... Here's, actually, I'll be really, really honest with you. I was looking at this picture at at work on my work computer, and I couldn't get it to be any bigger than... Well, because, yeah, it's panorama. And so I was like, well, I can't really see anything. So I wonder if it's one of those things, it'll look better when That's I look at it on said. iPod. Oh, hey. I also said iPod. So, 2002 called. It would like its technology back. Uh, No wonder this computer's so slow. Sure. All right. Well, as always, we will link to the photo on our blog and feature it on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google+, and Twitter. Let's move into the news. So the Stevens Group buys more of downtown. 
led by Derek and Greg Stevens, the Stevens Group, are continuing to be a metaphorical one-man revolution, revitalization. Revitalization, it was in the same realm. Whatever. One man or two man? I, I, I said that's why it said it's a metaphorical one-man. <laughs> yeah, one-man. Here's the best part, two. though. They, they, all the rest of that sentence is true. They are revitalizing Fremont Street. You use the term crew, but you, you the noun that you used was singular. It's one metaphorical. <laughs> it's metaphorical. Regardless, they are a... They're revitalizing it. Fuck all of you. <laughs> This week. He's going to shut our bikes off, Tony. (laughs) (laughs) Just for the story. Vital Vegas reported that the Stevens Group purchased Glitter Gulch, Mermaids, and La Bayou. Even more interesting than that is what they plan to do with them. All three were purchased for future expansion on two of their existing properties. Glitter Gulch and Mermaids are right next door to the former Las Vegas Club and... La Bayou is next door to Golden Gate. So, expansion opportunities, clearly. Knock out some walls, let's build some shit, we're gonna make some some huge properties here. No word as to exactly what the space will be used for. It's safe to assume at the top of the list is casino and or slash hotel expansion. Either way, this could expand the Las Vegas Club's footprint to cover an entire city block on Fremont Street between 1st and South Main Street. All three properties are expected to close in the next 60 days. Still no word on specific plans for the Las Vegas Club renovation. Estimated to run around 100,000, actually not 100,000. I was going to call you. 100 million. Saw yeah, notes. Jesus Christ, I threw a K in there and that was awful. $100 million. Those concerned about losing some classic neon as a result, specifically Vegas Vicky, it's been reassured that she will be more than likely prominently featured no matter what Las Vegas Club becomes. Fun Vegas fact, while Golden Gate is the oldest building on Fremont, the building next to it, La Bayou, well, it's currently La Bayou, it was the first property to receive a Nevada gaming license when it was relegalized in 1931. At that time, it was the Northern Club. What do you guys think of, of this move? Tony, why don't, you, why don't you go first? While I hate seeing those two little casinos go away, I don't see this as the apocalypse that some are making out, making it out to be on, on uh, online. In particular, if you go to Scott's Vital Vegas page and you read the comments that people have posted in relation, really? you know, in, in regard to that one. Who goes to those casinos? I, I get that you're losing two places to offer drinks and, you know, slots and video poker, but you can get that downtown pretty much anywhere, anywhere you want to go. quality of both. Yeah. What's be honest. Yeah, at decent hey, prices. And so, what you're getting is, in my opinion, I think you're getting more casinos downtown, and the more people then that is going to be needed to, uh, be, you know, be attracted to come downtown, it means that you've got to have good reasons, you know, comps like food and and, and rooms and free play, but you also have to have good table odds and limits. You got to have some fair video poker, you know, odds. So I see this as extra gaming options that aren't there currently. It's not like he bought the plaza in downtown Grand where he's gobbling up pieces of the pie. I think he's actually expanding the pie because he's growing, he's either building new or he's enlarging what's already there. So I think this has 
it, it, I think this is going to be a good thing for downtown. What a great point. Derek isn't buying an established name, a property that's already been redone. He's buying some some really run-down shitholes. I mean, when he bought the Vegas Club, I mean, mermaids, come on. And I couldn't tell you the last time I stepped foot in Glitter Gulch or La Bayou. Well, look, Glitter Gulch is a strip club. You've never been in there. Oh. oh well, yeah, hey, hey, you don't know that. No, Karen hasn't. No, I haven't. I, we, we, please, I, I, I have threatened, and she has supported the concept every single time we go to Fremont, and I'm always the one going, eh, I don't really want to go in there. Be weird. I, I'm not uncomfortable in strip clubs. I have no issue with them, unless they're male strip clubs, because I just don't see the point. Wangs, Karen. Wangs. See, those I, are not I'll attractive honest, in any like... way, shape, or form. I don't care what, unless it's one that you get to use personally. There's nothing this attractive about those. This is why we are those. so perfectly matched. Because it's like I go to strip club and I'm like, well, there's no opportunity for me to fuck you, so I don't get the point of being here. I mean, I can sit back and look. I'm saying you are a, a very attractive woman. Right. I, it, really, this is the best you could do. But all right, congratulations. <laughs> no, no so, I liked Glitter Gulch. I, I I found that they actually had the loosest slots downtown. Uh, so I was on Yeah. Please continue. No, so, but he's not buying an established property. He's taking, no offense, shit that is run down and tired. Well, let's be and honest. And he's going to do what he did with the D, what he did with Golden Gate. It, it, he, He's a smart man. He buys low, and he's going to build it up and make a shitload of yeah, money out of it. Yeah, let's be honest. It's not like he's on the strip and he bought Casino Royale. No. You know, he bought two places like, I challenge any of you as to how much time you've spent in any, any of, of those them. establishments. Yep. I get you going there for your deep fried fucking Twinkies and Oreos. I get that. And I wouldn't be surprised if he He's kept it. He's buying the real estate. He sees potential of what what well, how the revitalization people, how of, of downtown scream. Vegas could be. I assure you, if I was into Vegas at the time this happened, when Binion's bought the mint, I would have lost my fucking mind and screamed. Oh, well, yeah, you're, you're still, like, missing the whole oh, mint sign. Oh, I love the mint. This is very much the same thing. It, I, I would say it's even more adventurous because these were two properties that were literally connected to each other these guys just knocked the fucking walls down and said hey fuck it now we own this place i'm excited for them and and i i am really interested to see what he does with especially with the vegas club and then that whole expansion i i think there's you know some good stuff happening down there and i hope so because for a long time i feel like downtown vegas had the old gross seedy you know, feeling to it that nobody ever wanted. They'd go down there to visit, but they never wanted to stay. Like, it right. had cheap gambling and everything else. And so knowing what Derek has Our done trips. with his properties yeah. I, and what happened at the, the plaza, although we haven't seen the rooms yet, but I mean, I can't wait to go there in a month. Looking at you, Jonathan. And, uh, and see, you. You know, see, what, see what happens. No, I'm excited about oh, it I because know. I remember that when Indeed. we stayed there, it was scary as shit. I, I'm excited to see what they've done to the place. I'm excited to see them turn downtown into this great... Clean is not the right word. I think downtown <laughs> is going through the revolution. It's almost the anti-revolution of the strip. It's becoming more welcoming. It's becoming yes. more like oh, we like to go to Vegas so we can gamble and drink and have good food and have a good time. And hey, like, you can like, walk it within five minutes yeah, instead oh, of having to cab right it between like, properties. Like that that yeah. tiny area yep. now on the strip where it's like you like right around Center Strip where you bounce from fucking. The Ling to Flamingo to Harrah's to like you bounce to all these properties like oh it's right next to the door to each other, it's there. Only they're closer. now creating going oh shit we should stay downtown for like three and four days. The other thing is whatever properties he creates if he takes the Vegas Club and expands it in the other section, now you might have three properties downtown that are on the same rewards. That, uh, I, I program. Agree. Boy, Which, now Boyd's already done that, but 
Yeah. Not like like Derek's. There's no reason to doubt anything he's done. So far, nothing but successes. Yeah. Nothing but like, wow, this is awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, I really, I'm, I'm excited, excited for them too because I, I this is a huge move. I couldn't Very be more excited ex for them. Yeah. I couldn't be more excited for someone to purchase something up going, oh, wow, you're acquiring all this shit. How are you going to make it better? Oh, I can't, can't wait get to any see. worse. Can't wait to see how you make it better. <laughs> so we've got the Fountains of Bellagio and the Kabuki Returns. Due to its overwhelming population. Jesus. Population. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone, get it out. Get the laps out so I can start. Due to its overwhelming popularity, it was announced this week that Kabuki will return to the Vegas Strip in the Fountains of Bellagio. This year, similar to last, an opportunity to plan a trip around this event is not an option for most as it starts next week. Thursday, April 29th, and it will run through Saturday, May 7th. That fucking pisses me off, especially as much as we were like, oh my God, it'd be so awesome to do. And like, hey, we're gonna do it again tomorrow. Like, you fucking <laughs> assholes. Unlike last year that offered three total performances, this year they will perform four times a day over a nine-day run. Shows will start at 8 p.m., then every hour until 11 p.m. The performance will be on a stage located in the fountains of Bellagio and uses the fountains as a giant screen to project cinematic battles. Another unique offering will be an interactive game that will be projected onto the water, playable via smartphones. The game allows players to use their phones like a fishing reel and catch a variety of fish during the performance. May 3rd through the 7th, the production company behind the interaction will also perform their first theatrical performance of Kabuki in Vegas at MGM Grand's David Copperfield Theater. However, those require tickets and will run you from somewhere between $70 and $217. Before the show, guests will have the opportunity to take a 3D photo of themselves that can be made into a Kabuki figurine or an avatar that will dance like a Kabuki actor. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a reason. Obviously, you guys see where I'm going with this. There's, I would have not put this in the show if I'm like, I'm sorry, what are you doing with this? <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, on the I don't get it, but still think it's kind of cool list, an autonomous robot will wander around the room delivering bottles of water to people, somehow demonstrating that robots can do that. <laughs> and not kill somebody in the process. Right, that that to me seems possibly the most interesting thing. Like, can I just hang out in the lobby and have a robot deliver me water? Oh, I just want to watch him from afar. I don't want to get close. Oh, yeah, just in case he decides <laughs> to take over. <laughs> I want to be here when the robots take over. I want to say that I saw it. Like, do you want this water? You want this water! <laughs> Wow, so all of a sudden it's Mr. Belvedere now handing this shit out? I don't understand. Wow, that's going way back. Yeah, I don't, I don't Mr. Belvedere never yeah. hurt Wesley or Kevin. Yeah. No? no? Wow. I, I get the show. I just don't understand what it has to do with robots. Well, he's a butler. He's walking around handing out bottles of water to people Mr. like a butler. Mr. He buttles. It was like a nanny. Yeah, but yeah, Mr. Belvedere was not a robot. Listen, Christopher Hewitt was pretty stiff as an actor. <laughs> no one's going to argue with you, Tony. No one's going to argue with you. Oh, it feels like it. <laughs> I feel like I really have to my honor right now. 
guess I so. have I have absolutely nothing to say about this uh, since I, I'm neither going to make it to you know the the show out on the lake nor the nor would I spend seventy dollars, uh, let alone two seventeen. I'm going to let you guys uh, uh, pontificate wildly on. on Do, this don't you agree? It's I, fucking I don't have much to say. I honestly the, don't have much to say. I, really? Because you were super fucking into this last year. Does it not annoy the shit out of you no, that are like, maybe. we're gonna do it in the fountains again tomorrow? Like, could you fucking give me a goddamn heads up? Well, that yeah. The funny thing is, maybe a lot has happened in a, in a year. Because now I'm like, I really don't give a shit to see this in the fucking water. I don't care. I honestly, I'm wow, so indifferent were, to this right now. You were overwhelmed with this, this like a year ago. Yeah, I might be exaggerating that a little bit. Yeah, you, you. Although I'm sure some listeners will be like, no, she yes. was, and find the exact episode where yeah, I said give it. Yeah, give me the no, minutes. So I, I don't care. I honestly, I, I'm indifferent to this one way or the other. Right, the the fountains of Bellagio are awesome. You don't have to mess with them and do this old stupid show. Agreed. And I'm sorry, 100%. fishing with your smartphone. I know. That is adorable. I'm not gonna take my phone and be like. If you're, <laughs> if you're eight, oh, oh, catch a dollar, catch a dollar. Yeah, <laughs> gotta be quicker than that. Okay. All right, all right. So the LVB opens. In holy shit, we dropped the ball on this one. News. This week, Vegas Eater helped to clarify that when BLT Burger at the Mirage was shut down by the health department for failing two inspections. It was shut down for good. So, in an attempt to move on and fill the vacant space as fast as possible, as well as potentially confuse people into thinking this is the same place, the property opened LVB Burgers, a.k.a. Las Vegas Boulevard Burgers. Unfortunately, the abbreviations don't end there. All of the burgers have them, too. Mirage tapped Chef Michael LaPlanca, LaPlaica, no idea. No. I always, I always look to you like when you watch cooking shows. Uh, and I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> he already runs the Italian restaurant on property, Portofino, and they requested that he run it for them, at least in the interim. You can expect the same sort of gourmet burgers, spike shakes, and price points you were used to at BLT Burger. LVB Burgers and Bar is open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. or uh, to 2 a.m. 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Friday through Saturday until 4 a.m. BLT closes after eight years of operation and is largely considered to be the restaurant that kicked off the gourmet burger craze in Vegas. It's the first gourmet burger place you and I tried. What are your thoughts on the fact that BLT Burger... Like I said, I'm embarrassed that I didn't realize that they were closed, like, fucking permanently after failing their second inspection. Yeah, any place that fails two health inspections in a row is due to be closed in, in my mind. I so. can't argue with that at all. But uh, BLT, right? That, 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 was, that was part of at least my... My it, it was, but you also have to remember that we had good service there, and we had shitty service there, and we had great food there, and we had okay food there. Fair so, fair, yeah. it was it the first burger bar or burger place that we went to in Vegas? Yes. Has burger or have burger places exceeded it now? Yes. So, I'm sorry, KGB Burger closed. What kept BLT Burger open for so long? <laughs> that's, but, a very fair, that's, that's a very fair point. Did you ever get a chance to enjoy BLT Burger, Tony? Uh, on a handful of occasions. Yeah. We actually would, uh, Jen and I would actually make it a point to go down to BLT Burger wow. to, to eat there 
you know, usually once a, a trip. So we were there three, maybe four times in these eight years that they were open. Oh, although granted, I mean, Jen and I haven't been going to, to Vegas together for eight years, but right. point is we were there a lot. So we were initially incredibly heartbroken when we uh, read the Vegas Eater story that it, that it closed down until we started looking at the burgers on this LV burger menu. Holy shit. These burgers look amazing. They look even better <laughs> than what BLT had. And so I, Jen and I are really excited to try it. We don't know if we're going to actually be able to sneak a trip in down there during uh, 360 Vegas Vacation 3, but we usually go to Vegas, you know, that week between Christmas and New Year. So if we don't make it this trip, we will most definitely, assuming it's still open, of course, right. uh, you know, make it there. And, and Karen, here's the deal. My wife and I ate at KGB Burger once or twice, and um, we're not we're not big fans of the place. Really? We, we When it closed down, we were like, oh, I guess we can see that. That's what I so, love about Vegas, and I love about having these conversations, is that well, there's so many truths that we're like, this is the greatest ever. We're like, yeah, I didn't think it was that good. We're like, what? But that's, okay, so the really great places offer the consistent service, food, right. experience that makes it awesome. Of course. And those are the ones that stick around. So if, if KGB didn't deliver on that for them, then I understand why. Fire, yeah. You know, maybe it's not there anymore. And plus, it was in the way back of Harrah's and kind of a pain in the ass to get to. Wait, versus, it, it wasn't BLT that far burger. back, but it was like almost underground. Like, I agree. Yeah. Like, it was so fucking weird. Right, but BLT was, I mean, had oh, prime right the real fuck. estate. It, if you recall, BLT is where the Tigers used to reside. Exactly. Yeah. So, I, you know, all of that comes into play. And I guess it's the, the places that are really good that stick around for a long time. Right. Or at least yeah. as long as the chef is still relevant and pays attention. And, and honestly, I've never heard of the chef. I've never been to... Uh, uh, Portofino. Portofino, Portofino. yeah, that he has there. Haven't been there either. But, I mean, if the, the menu looks good, I'm up for trying it. But yeah. we'll see. Yeah. I wonder if BLT Burger got closed down because of tiger hair in the food. I would hope not. I mean, after all this time. we've got cats, and it's just every time I fucking turn around, there's a fucking cat hair in my food, and I'm like, oh, if they had tigers, I can only imagine how terrible that was. Say, and how long a, it lasts? We have a Bernie's Mountain Dog. We preface every meal with friends, We're like, on there's a chance you're gonna find some hair in your food. <laughs> Well, oh, and yes, that's, Karen, that's exactly wrong. the best part of the joke is if there's still tiger hair exactly. around, how long have they been gone now? Like 10 years? <laughs> it, yeah. yeah. Well, if BLT Burger's been in there for, for eight, eight, 10's about right. 10's about right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So we got the Tropicana's Sky Beach Club opening. Trying to once again get into the day club scene. Tropicana opened their latest incarnation. They're calling it Sky Beach Club. You'll have to pretend that we've not already reported the various failed attempts in the past as we share these details with you. It will feature, quote, interactive experiences, such as live music, events hosted by celebrities, to pools, to bars, and pretty much everything you've come to expect to find at a pool in Vegas. It's open weekly, Friday through Sunday. Admission is $20, $10 for locals on Saturday and Sunday free on Friday. Is there any chance this survives any longer than two months? I, I guess I'm inclined to say no because I think past performance is a good indication of future behavior and they can't keep anything else in there. How is this any different? And fucking interactive experiences? Are you kidding me with that? It's like saying, hey, hey, come gamble in our casino. Our dealers, 
interactive experience. <laughs> <laughs> we we love the Tropicana and have frequently looked for a property that has something of a day club that we could enjoy that isn't overwhelmed by the amount of horrors and steroid douches, douches yeah. all over the place. I just don't, like, this doesn't sound... Which, again, we're, they don't cater to us. Of course. Of I, course. Because, honestly, I don't want to go in and be ins, 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 ins all that, because I'll, I'll get tired of that in, like, an hour, and right, my head will be hurting. Right. So, I, I don't... If they can make it work, God bless them. Right, I want them to. I just, what they're describing to me doesn't give me any, any inclination that this is going to be any different than any other failed experiment they've had. I think Tropicana would do well embracing its place on the Strip, and in particular, embracing its place where it is specifically in that south portion of the Strip. You know, in my opinion, I think, now granted, I'm, I'm going to preface what I'm about to say with, I've never stayed at MGM, I've never stayed at New York, New York I've never stayed at Luxor, I've never stayed at Tropicana. but. It seems to me like you've got Mandalay Bay, which is the high-end location for that area. You've got MGM Grand that is well known to be a great pool place. I mean, I think a lot of, I've heard of people that would stay at MGM Grand merely because they like the pool. Oh yeah, they've um, got, uh, what is it, uh, Pool Republic? Or, oh no, Wet, Wet, Wet Republic they have. There you go, there you go. So. What's across the street from Tropicana uh, in one direction is MGM Grand, but in the other direction is Excalibur, which means you're going to be getting families that don't know any better, that don't know that they shouldn't bring their kids to Vegas, and they're going to be there. I think that the only comparable casino for the Tropicana in that immediate vicinity is Luxor. And I think You don't think New York, New York competes in that? To me, with the grand redo that Tropicana has had, Mm -hmm. it seems to me like Tropicana would be the quote-unquote newest, and by new I mean, you know, kind of in a clean, revitalized sort of way, that I think, like I know that that everybody tells me, if you're going to stay at Luxor, for God's sake, don't stay in the tired old pyramid room, stay in the the tower rooms, they're so much nicer. Again, I've never stayed at any of them, but my thought is, if Tropicana is the newest, and yet it's still, it's it's never going to be Mandalay Bay, and it's got a different sort of vibe than what MGM Grand is going for, I think they should embrace themselves it being a true middle, middle of the pack, you know, not high end, not low end, it's not a low grinder joint, but also embrace the middle class for or, or middle aged. For God's sake, let us thirty-eight year olds come in and not have Karen's oons, as she aptly points out. <laughs> I could get that over at Wet Republic. Right. Let me just come into Tropicana and say, okay, for a thirty-eight year old that's not from Southern California, mm-hmm. this is exactly my place. And I think, I think because my wife loves, some people can't understand this at all. I get it, I understand where my wife's coming from. My wife loves Bally's. To her, she would stay at Bally's every single time wherever. It's in my top five, Bally's in my top five. Yeah. She loves the the, the proximity of the, of the hotel towers to the casino. So if she forgets something, it takes her five minutes to get to the elevators, yes. five minutes to get to the room. I mean, she's there and back. The casino is easily laid out. You know where everything is. You can find it. I think that uh, Tropicana could be 
the valleys of the South if they just would embrace who, who they are. So thank you for letting me have that 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 long tirade. No, no, I like that. <laughs> let me ask you this thing, because I know, Tony, you aren't a big pool guy. So let me ask you this, Karen. Do you think what Tropicana needs to do is what Flamingo has done? They just have a decent DJ there, it, it, good music, it's a great pool, just having a good, fun time. Let's have a great time here. We, Tropicana has a great pool. Uh, um, you just need some good drink service. And they have poolside fucking game. Well, so does Flamingo, but they have in the pool gambling at, at Tropicana. I think that Trop needs to in- embrace the cabana rooms that they have around the oh, outside. Oh, we've talked at nauseum about this brilliant idea that they have yet to we, take we advantage have, of. Or you've done it on the show. Or have we done it on the show or just probably you and I? You and I. Okay. <laughs> so I will say I love Trop now. I. Whoever the last owners were, not the current, but you the ones before, yeah. came in and did a, a major, you know, revitalization. Everything's white. It's clean. I get gorgeous. a South Beach, oh, white, clean feel to everything. I love the casino floor. They've added some really great dining options. The cafe still sucks, but other than that, yeah. and and gorgeous, it's, it's easy to awful. get in and out of too, which I love. I, I wish that, that they would. Because along the sides, so you've got the towers, but then along the sides, they have these, what were the original, I'm guessing... They were like motel rooms. Motel rooms. Basically what it is. That, but that's they surround, surround the, the pool, pool area, yeah. If they would turn them into cabana rooms, and I those hate to that, say it... For those of you that don't know, those rooms, if you ever spend any time around the Tropicana they're pool... They're storage. They're, they're storage. They're literally storage. We, we literally reached out to the property, and they said it, it was part of we asked future them, renovations. No, they're not. They they are literally just storage at this point. And we're like, you. What Link has done I, is very similar that, to what hate, we said. That was what I was gonna say. Is the fact that if Link can take that shitty pool that they had at IP and turn the rooms around it in, into cabana rooms that yeah. now become, you know, a prime place to stay. So why so, can't Tropicana? Yeah. Do it? So because they have. To I mean, their their pool yeah. area is much more. It's got palm trees. Yeah. It's got all kinds of other shit in there. That to me is what they're missing. Forget the fucking day club. You're on the South Strip. Yeah. You're Tropicana, no offense. Not your wheelhouse that you're gonna bring people into, so, especially uh, when you don't have a major um, a name or something backing you. You can't do it. So for those of you that don't know, what Karen's saying is Tropicana has rooms that literally are just back right into the pool area. And what Link did, or not? Not I'm sorry. What Link Link had those rooms. And they've now turned those into cabana rooms, and and they sell them at a higher at a higher price. Well, uh, Tropicana also has something similar to that, and they haven't even made that effort. So the fact that that Link has has already made that effort, I just I we had told them right off the bat, like, do you have any idea how much more you could charge for this? You could literally just call it cabana room here. Oh, you back right now? Oh, now I'm on the pool. Oh, it's so Even good. if I'm on the second floor and I have a balcony that looks over the pool, you're I'm stepping still right down. Pay yeah, for it. Exactly. You know, you're no. I I 100% agree with you. I don't understand. And obviously, we don't know Penn National Gaming's train of thought. We we at least kind of understood what Umenogen's group was going through, which was slightly brilliant. Who knows? Penn National Gaming fucked us over on 360 Vegas Vacation Three. So who knows? Yeah. Well, but hang on, they're not owned by Penn National anymore, right? They're owned by the the group, the family that owns M Resort. Penn National Gaming. No, oh, the, that's who. 
The That's family that used to own M Resort are the Marnell Group. When the economy went to shit, Penn National Gaming swooped in and bought them before they ended up going bankrupt. Bought M? Bought M Resort, yes. That's interesting because my, my buddy that I work with that used to work in gaming yeah. said that M now owns TROP. So he's viewing it a completely different way. Well, because that is Penn National Gaming's most successful company. So, oh, like most casino companies, they go with it exactly whatever is the most popular. So, Penn National Gaming's most popular was M Resort. Penn National Gaming bought Tropicana, M Resort bought Tropicana. Okay, yeah, but ultimately, Penn National Gaming owns both of them. Damn, have you guys just quick random tangent? Have you guys ever been down to M Resort yet? Oh my god, I love that property. Oh, do you? You were Karen wasn't, it's one of those properties that I was head to toe, overwhelmed with how gorgeous it was, the layout, everything about it. And Karen's like, it's a casino. I don't get it. Yeah, it, it's a beautiful property. Oh, it's gorgeous. But it's 10 miles down off the strip. No one is going to argue with you that that location is hands down. It's number one fucking So I don't, monstrous at that point, downfall. I don't care. Because no, there's I no reason for me to ever go down there where I have everything else within... Number one, at walking distance, or number two, a ten dollar cab ride versus a how long dollar as, cab as ride? As much there? as as I, much as I disagree with you on how much I adore the property, I one hundred percent agree with you on that exact point. It's the same thing we've made the argument to people about Red Rock or Green Valley Ranch. Never like, been. Those are, I, I, we haven't been, but I've seen them before. I've studied them. They are phenomenal properties. I just don't give well, a fuck because they're Well, you haven't seen them because you've never been there. We also haven't done the Grand Canyon. We also haven't done Hoover Dam. We haven't done any of the other Okay, okay, but I've explored those via GPS coordinates well, and, and satellite and shit like that. Them and but shit. I was impressed by Green Valley Ranch and fucking Red Rock and the fucking Hoover Dam. But you've Dam also never been. You've never seen it. You did. Well, what None I'm saying is based on oh, what I've Jesus. seen, I find them interesting <laughs> as opposed to the Hoover fucking Dam, which could eat a bag of dicks. I don't care. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. So, Tony, uh, have you ever been down to M? I have. I've been to M. I've been to Green Valley. I've been to Red Rock. Um, of those three, I would, I would actually, like Jen and I have talked about this, we've, there will come a time where we're going to plan a vacation where instead of spending maybe two nights on the strip and two nights downtown, we'll do two nights at Red Rock and two nights then downtown on the strip. Yes, yes. We love the casino. We think it's gorgeous. We love its layout. We love the games. We love... Green Valley and Red Red Rock are fucking gorgeous. They are right up there with M Resort and and just epic. Well, and they're they're truly tried and true uh, local joints. I mean, they they hold themselves out to be local joints, and I love that. I love the fact that they've said to the residents of Las Vegas, we get it. You hate the strip. Everybody that lives in Vegas hates the strip. You all have your jobs because of the strip, but we get that you don't like it. So instead of going out to, and I mean absolutely no disrespect, they're fine, fine casinos. I've been to them. I visited the Orleans. I visited the Gold Coast. But those are, if you kind of think in your head what a what a local's casino would probably look like in your head, you're probably not too far off of what right. the Orleans and what yeah. Gold Coast realistically does look like. They're rough. But when you go and you walk into Red Rock and, and 
Green Valley in the M Resort. I mean, it's just, it's, it's awe-inspiring that they would spend that kind of money to make those casinos as gorgeous as they are, knowing full well, hey, yeah, yeah, we're, we're locals, right. and, and you're going to come in, and you may not stay in our gorgeous hotel, but you're going to enjoy our gorgeous casino, and you're going to get fair odds on the video poker, and you're going to get a fair gamble at the at the blackjack tables, and I, so yes, I, I, that is a situation where, and we're not on their radar, so it's that truly will be an out-of-pocket expense to stay <laughs> at Red Rock, and we can't wait to do it. Nice. And I heard Red, Red Rock has one of like the best spas there. Yep. Oh yes. yeah. Because yep. actually, the Venetian Palazzo, like their spa is connected, I think, to Red Rock. It, it those those properties are are pinnacles unto themselves. Like they, they, whoever were like I know who did M Resort. I don't I don't necessarily know who did Red Rock or, or Green Valley, but those guys are like. Yeah, we're going to fucking... Oh, no, wait. I was thinking wrong, because Venetian Palazzo is Canyon Ranch. That's their spot. Mm, I gotcha. Re- Mark, regardless. You're, you're the owners of Green Valley and um, Red Rock, that is, to my, to the best of my knowledge, I believe that's the Stations Casinos. Get the shit out no. of here. I th- I'm sitting here at the old clickety-click. Let's see if I can confirm that while we're, while we're talking about it, but... Uh, well, I'll tell you so, what. Let's, so maybe, let's yeah, talk, move on to the yeah. next story. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's talk about the Riviera uh, Prevention Petition. In a confused attempt to save history, a petition was filed last week by a student at Nevada State to prevent the implosion of Riviera by declaring it a landmark. While signatures are still being acquired to support the measure, no word when it's expected to fail. It's being implicated by multiple reporters in Las Vegas that Sheldon Adelson is behind the whole thing citing a desire to hurt the LBCBA convention expansion, aka competition. FYI, destruction has already begun at the Riviera. This, to me, it was... I don't know if I'd be more disappointed to find out that Sheldon Adelson was behind it or just this fucking idiotic college student because... At this point, like really, I I, I get what I, I get the concept a year ago, and at this point, it's just fucking it's pathetic, it's stupid. They've already started to deconstruct fucking the 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 neon tower that I think everybody in Vegas, if you were to say Riviera, you would think of. They've already started to deconstruct that thing. That's already been demoed. What the fuck are you trying to save at this point? Everybody knows that old T-Bone here is right of center, so uh, I, I have no problem being the being the Rush Limbaugh of your podcast when I say, this is what the hippy-dippy liberals do. <laughs> they run around, and if they can get something deemed to be a historical building, then all of a sudden, this 180-year-old dilapidated building that's about <laughs> to fall apart can't be torn down because it's been deemed as a historical preservation site. It is... I, I, I don't think Sheldon Adelson is behind it, but of course I've got a politically vested interest in believing that. I, I just... <laughs> this makes absolutely no goddamn sense to me other than some kids like, oh, but we should save it because it's history. Yeah. And... We don't want to lose our history. So, so I, I'm going to argue with you just a tiny little bit on this. Or sure. not argue. 
offer a counterpoint because sure, I, I do think that there are some 150, 180-year-old buildings that should be saved. No matter how dilapidated they might seem, they might only need a little bit of TLC. The Riviera is not one of those buildings. Right. <laughs> Especially at this point. They've already destroyed basically the part that we wanted them to save. Like, so what are we, what are we fighting for here? What are we going to do? <laughs> I, said, I mean, my grandparents' house in Michigan is a historical building because it's been around for more than 100 years. It hasn't been well maintained. However, if somebody wanted to come in and take care of it, it could be a great house. <laughs> there, it, it, it's all relative. So... Hippy dippies like this little kid that doesn't give a shit. I completely agree with you, Tony. But just don't get so snarky about the whole, oh, don't tear down old buildings because new and better is always better. Yeah. New and better is always better. No, That's new why and it's shiny. Got the new and shiny. In new and better. New and shiny is always better. <laughs> new and shiny is always better. All right, listen. So, so you realize I'm, I'm trying to talk me. Mark into going to next year to go to the UK. And part of it is I want to go do castle tours. We're talking buildings that are hundreds of years old, thousands of years so old. So she's like, honestly, I don't give a fuck about what's going on in Vegas, but I have to somehow go, old things are still cool. Let's go to UK. Awesome. <laughs> Every, nothing in the U.S. is older than what? 400 years? years? 400 years. 200 years. Oh, they came over in 1776. Okay, whatever. Well, and they were technically here none before of, 1776. Well, no, no, none of those well, things are they, still yeah, around, but let's but, be honest. Why don't no, we they just, are. Go to New England. Oh, yeah. those those homes yeah. are still there? Yeah. The original homes from the settlers are still there. Yeah. Yes, because some hippy dippy college kid. <laughs> <laughs> Jamestown, they have the whole historical village, all the, the buildings that they built. Yeah. I challenge that those are 400 years old, but I could be wrong. Anyway. All right, I'm sorry. Went off on tangent. Tony, go ahead. No, quite all right, quite all right. So I am at the, uh, I went started off at the Red Rock casino proper and if you click down at the bottom of the page on a link called casinos it takes you to the station casinos main website page that's crazy so but you got to respect that that's red rock that's Uh, not the canyon ranch thing but but no no no. the thing you got to respect about that is that don't forget caesar's entertainment while they did or not caesar's um circus circus entertainment while they did create Excalibur, they created Luxor, and they created Mandalay Bay, and then became Mandalay Bay Resorts. That was their their corporate, I mean, on well, the stock yeah. exchange, they were Mandalay Resorts. It's the most expensive property. So it, it doesn't mean that, that you know, uh, properties that I, I would largely say station are, are shitty little local properties. I'm sure they're well-maintained. I'm sure they're still a quality enterprise, but you wouldn't think of, of Red Rock or Green Valley Ranch in in the same sense as a station so i would agree with good that for them yeah well and really if I, jen and i have checked out palace station which is oh, obviously there, a yeah. station casino yep. and it's it is truly just the epitome of a locals oh yeah hardcore grinder joint and and then to know that they also own red rock and green valley you're like what i mean this is like this is night and day that's wild so so anyway um Oh, something I'm not disappointed to re- uh, let you report on. The Improv is closing. One of the biggest names in comedy clubs you probably didn't even know was in Vegas, The Improv at Harrah's, is reportedly closing at the end of May after 21 years at the property. Yeah, while neither party has confirmed yet, comedians scheduled to perform after May have been notified 
and they leaked it to the press. The showroom, currently known as The Improv, is home to multiple other productions currently running at the property, so odds are it will simply be renamed. Since it originally opened at the Riviera in the 1980s before moving to Harrah's, and the fact that this is the only location of their current inventory closing, some are speculating the possibility of a potential relocation. However, since they've yet to confirm, this, of course, is speculation. I enjoy comedy. Big time in Vegas. The fact that Who? we've never heard of anybody ever being at we've, the Improv. Hold on. Actually, uh, let me hold correct on. that. I've only ever heard of one person who's ever been at the Improv at Harrah's, and it's Jay Moore. The only comedy we've ever enjoyed in Vegas are major national acts that happen to be in Vegas. Yeah. So we've never gone to the Improv to go see whoever they might have there randomly. We we go to see we go to see Daniel Tosh at the Mirage. We go I, to I, see. I agree, established um, names, and maybe that's really what it boils down to: is the improv showcases those on on the the up and coming, and that isn't necessarily who we go to see. We we need to see the people that we know are funny. I'm going to pay money. I need to see you on TV and know you're kind of funny. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm just being serious here. I'm not going to go see some random person. Uh, Jen and I have been to the Improv Comedy Club at Harrah's. We had, yeah, we we had we had comp tickets, (laughs) (laughs) and we're like, all right, you know, let's let's give this a chance. Let's give this a whirl. Holy hell, was it terrible? (laughs) I mean, I'm telling you, I was, I was. What do you call that when people yell at at the heckling? uh, Yes, my heckles were funnier than the comedians. It, they were no, they were no name people. They, I mean, I'm not talking up and coming. I'm like, let's hold them down under the water. They oh, were not. Tony. They were, they were awful. They were just they weren't funny. Their jokes didn't work. And I mean, it would be one thing if I were going to see them in. I'm just going to make this up. Let's say Mount Pleasant, Michigan, right? Right. right. But with. Everyone's like, where? What? <laughs> um, what that makes but, sense. <laughs> you know, it's they, these they were nobodies and their jokes just didn't work. And frankly, I'm surprised that it's been open for 21 years, because think about it. Really, the the at least in in, in the States here. Uh, stand up comedy. <laughs> we lost him for See, a second. I, Here's the thing, because I know how hard it is to edit out stupid no, buddy, you're fine. stuff. I, I told you, I told you last week, the the whole editing thing that I that I proclaimed before had little or nothing to do with us fucking up. It was more to do with I'm not editing out the tensions anymore. I'm not doing it. Just keep going. So Tony. now I'm like, just fucking ramble and have a good time. It's all good. <laughs> the Stand-up comedy was super popular back in the 1980s. Right, right. But if you do the math on what 21 years ago would have been, that's roughly 1995. So you're thinking, so to put this in perspective, they've been successful from 1995 to 2016. Well, I'm amazed that they're not still su- around. not successful in 2016, otherwise it wouldn't be closing. <laughs> right. Well, but, well, okay, fair point. But, I mean, at some point they had to have been like, how much longer are we going to just let this circle the drain? Let's, for God's sake, just, you know, punch through. <laughs> Put, so Push the lever I, and just let it go. <laughs> I think that it's fine. They probably, I mean, especially when you think about the fact that 
the casinos have become gotten into such a mindset that they're no longer willing to allow anything to be a loss leader for oh, them yeah. anymore, oh, yeah. except for the free alcohol. And even well, that we're well, hold on. Let's be honest. That's no fucking loss leader. Each time, if you've ever been at a bar playing video poker, getting comp drinks, and you hear someone come up to get a fucking beer, it's very clear they're not losing fucking money. They're making it all up on every idiot who just walks up to the bar and gets gets a, a beer. And the fact that comp drinks are always a well liquor and... Or, or beers, buying, which you assume... Yeah. Like, when you consider what they charge for a single beer, it's basically a six basically a six every single time and you know they're not getting depending on the property right but still yeah no I'm i don't know that. what that means what's a six a six pack basically every single beer you buy at a he, he's not a beer drinker tony's not a big beer drinker so basically every single beer that you buy at a casino property if you were just buying it in a retail location you'd be buying a six pack is what it for the same to. price yeah exactly yeah. I'm, I Six see for what one. you're saying. I got you. I see what you're saying. Okay, okay, okay. But regardless, my point about this particular place is knowing that the casinos no longer basically allow anything to be considered a loss leader, I don't, I, I'm surprised that this place has stayed open. I can't imagine that this has been a, a profit generating opportunity at Harris. But maybe I'm, I'm, maybe I'm all wet. I'll, I'll concede maybe I just, I, I'm talking out of my ass. It seems to me like this has been a lost leader for a long, long time, and they've just finally pulled the, the plug on You know what I think is interesting about this, and, and, and probably why I made the effort to write this entire segment, is Palms had such a long run of having quality comedians that, that I would be like, oh, shit, if I was in Vegas, I'd totally go see that guy. And I, I, I couldn't wrap my head around why they weren't performing on the Strip. And then... When Palms closed the Playboy Comedy Club, I'm like, so somebody's going to step up, right, to, to collect these comedians. And it's one of those things, like, I always knew the improv was there. And I'm like, I just don't get, how is there not a club on the strip that just, obviously we know Mirage pulls in a shit ton of comedians. Venetian does, uh, does several. Uh, Caesars does a couple of, of, of super, super big ones. But... The people that don't fall into that realm, like how is there not a place on the Vegas Strip where you're like, oh shit, all, all the the other great comedians that that are you know are uh, like uh, 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 I know I'm gonna fuck these up like like Jim Voss or Ellen Cleghorn. Yeah, just there's there's a lot of them. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure you're mocking me with that one, you dick. But um, uh, Jimmy Norton, like like there there are comedians that that we know that aren't giant names but if you're fans you're fucking hardcore fans of them and the idea that they don't have a place on the strip proper is what I just can't wrap my head around so it's it's like you hear a name like the improv and you're like how the fuck are you not pulling in regular names like these people I don't know whatever you failed improv Harris go fuck yourself <laughs> So, talk to us about this Prince tribute that's going on. All right. While not exactly known for being affiliated with Las Vegas outside of a short-run residency at the Rio, Vegas paid tribute to the news of Prince's passing in multiple ways. The high roller and properties with the ability to change the color of their exterior lighting did so in favor of purple. Fremont Street Experience did a tribute to him at the end of each of their canopy shows. 
The tribute band and Vegas staple Purple Rain forewent their usual residency show at the Westgate, minus their usual costumes and pomp in favor of a low-key jam. This show learned that one of its longtime listeners worked for Prince at Paisley Park for a short while. While it's true that the world has lost an incredible talent, the silver lining is we may finally get to see a Prince Cirque show or any number of artist-influenced productions, songs available by a rock band, video game, etc., stuff like that. Hopefully, we will finally get access to a vault of music so vast that it's been said and confirmed by the gentleman who did work for the genius Prince. He is that uh, after he died, his estate could release a new album every week for two years. Yeah. He was a little bit of a perfectionist. Yeah, share me your thought. I, I don't know if you're a fan, Tony. I know so, Karen yeah, let's, is. Let's start with there. Tony, do you know who Prince is? <laughs> <laughs> There's an episode of The Golden Girls God where... <laughs> Sophia's sitting out on the lanai and she's got headphones on and a and a and a and a walkman in her lap and she's like purple rain purple rain and that's <laughs> that is the extent of my uh prince knowledge Are you no not i can't serious damn it I, I i yes listen i i liked all of his huge hits you know the the five songs that everybody can do, can sing purple rain uh when doves cry, kiss. When doves cry, yeah, the raspberry sorbet raspberry song. Raspberry oh. little red Corvette. There you go, exactly. Okay, I mean, the, the, I know those. I like those. I've got them on my, you know, on my phone, so I can listen to them. But I, I wasn't. I, listen, you guys know me. My 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 music flavors really are more of the '90s and particular Garth. So, did Garth and Prince ever do anything? Did no. they ever do a, a, a mashup? No. Honestly, oh. no. Prince, unfortunately, Prince, Prince might had have written taste. songs for him. Mm, right, that's true. Honestly. I was, that was pretty impressive. What I did not realize were the number of hits that other people like Sinead O'Connor, uh, Cindy Lauper. There was a couple other people that they were just rolling through, well, like realize, on the Today Show. Okay, Sinead O'Connor's big hit, Nothing Compares to You. Prince recorded that first. If you oh, listen really? to his version, it sounds nothing like her version. He, he, he didn't record it first. He, he let her record it. It's his song. He wrote it 100%. Okay, well, he he did a version of it that sounds nothing like how she did it. Of course. Oh, and Jordan, um, um, Jordan Sparks? Knight. Oh, okay. No, Jordan Knight. Sure. Jordan songs, Knight redid, um, um, uh, Never Take the Place of Your Man. There you go, yep. And that, those versions are completely different. It, it's, it, the man was nothing short of a fucking genius. And, um, uh, obviously, I mean, granted, he hasn't been a part of the. He was weird. Let, let's let's okay. No one's I'm gonna, gonna argue say he's that he was genius. He was. He was which, weird. Which, for the majority of all geniuses, they are kind of fucking weird. But let's I love look at the Einstein. Fact. That guy looks like a fucking serial killer. <laughs> let's not lie. But I love that he he born and raised in Minneapolis. He stayed. It's who there. he is? It man. was the guy was who he was. Just to, to give end. a fuck. And the. Uh, the friend of the show that you talked to basically said that yeah, everyone in Minneapolis takes it for advantage. At some point, you're going to work for Prince. Yeah, it, it, they all have. They've all met he him. They've all worked for him. They've that all... guy, as legendary as you've ever heard, he exceeds it. That guy worked tirelessly, constantly on music. Like like the guy could play virtually any instrument you could ever imagine, yeah. and and could write a song 
in a fucking second, just constantly wrote this song. It's like, oh, it's a good song. It's a, I don't know. Let's write another song. I'm like, how the fuck do you do shit? Like, like the guy is certifiably a genius. I mean, to be able to play so many different intru- instruments. Like they were saying, he was, he could rival, pick your favorite guitarist. We, oh, he yeah. could rival any of them on the guitar. He could play Garth piano. Brooks? Yeah, he said it best guitarist. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking Eric we're talking Clapton. About good people. Yeah, uh, people, I mean, pick, no, pick no, people. Uh, yeah. Santana, somebody that like people that can actually play guitar. Yeah, Rob Prince. Thomas. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm done. Punch I'm done. Throat. Anyway, <laughs> no, I, it, it's sad. I, I'm, I'm hoping and praying that honestly, it's just natural causes, and there wasn't anything else funky because yeah. I can't see him as. The drug addict that all of a sudden came out. So it's not like, his yeah, Michael Jackson. You hear like you're in drugs. Like, oh yeah, well that makes yeah, sense. That yeah, that wouldn't have surprised but me at all. Yeah, I, not, I am hoping. I know friends. the autopsy is being done on uh, today is Friday that we're recording the show. You probably won't get this until Sunday or Monday or whenever the fuck you listen to it. It's going to take longer before they release the autopsy results. Well, only if there's no, no, no. Autopsies happen relatively quickly. It's the drug uh, reports. The the um, toxicology toxicology reports that take a period of time. If they can, I'm not concerned that that's going to be the issue with him, but who fucking knows? But he's honestly, also a celebrity. They're going to keep it clamped down, especially since he doesn't have an heir to his estate. So where the hell yeah. is all that going to go? That's what you and I have talked about extensively is like, where does, where does his empire go? I, I, I you don't think he's got a few bastard children floating around? No, no. no. 100% he doesn't. No. He has one child. Yep. That Had. died a week after he was born. It's well documented, it's like Tony. Don't be so fucking dumb, Tony. Just, just pipe don't, down. Don't, don't jump all over Tony. I love no, him. I love him, fairness. but don't you mock Prince. He doesn't I, know. I, I am skeptical that a little bit of you I know wish. Prince juice didn't <laughs> ooze out of one hole and into the other. You know, I hate to say it. it. If it huh? did, yeah, it would have been a high-profile woman. I would imagine. Who yeah. really either kept it under wraps or, I mean, because he, he dated. That dude when he dated every chick that It was high was, profile, gorgeous. Yeah, basically, yeah. any woman that man wanted, he got. Which is really amusing because people are like, oh, he's gay, but like, because he's fucking every chick you would ever want to, ever. Yeah. Like, that guy just oozed sexuality. Just, oh, my God. All right. I, I might Mark, have given I, myself I up. Gotta, I got to fess up to something. Uh, <laughs> he's he's Prince's love child. I'm right. Prince's love child. So he he said to me, "Listen, I I can't I can't I can't own you. I can't I can't be responsible for you." And I'm ashamed. So, that you I'm, I'm light skinned. You're just way too white. So here, I'm, so I'm here's ashamed some Garth Brooks and talent. Matchbox Twenty CDs. <laughs> Go off and have a great life. <laughs> Actually, that's what my that's what my mother's uh, hush money was. It was just Garth and Matchbox Twenty CDs. And you were so happy and just ran off and to play. You're like, yay! Oh, all right, all right. Can we move into prop bets? As we please? should. For those of you unfamiliar, Prop Bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, Vegas Eater is reporting that construction walls are up at Cosmopolitan and All Saints Clothing Store, and it's been split in half to make room for a James Beard Award winning chef, David Chang's Mamafuku. Mamafuku. Karen Karen raised her hands up in celebration, so I knew she would know how it's pronounced. Momofuku and Milk Bar, aka Fancy Bakery. Yeah. <laughs> they expect it to open in quote unquote late 2016. 
I'm excited. You know, it's funny. Like, on top of corn being there late and, and egg slut opening later, I was like, we, we only had plans to go to Vegas once this year. And I'm like, God damn it, Vegas. You're making us come back. You're making us. Oh, wait. Corn is in. Oh, no. no it's in. Yeah, it's in the fall. I know, but September. I thought it was at Cosmo for a second. It was super. Oh, happy. my God. I w- uh, the funny thing is, is you wouldn't have even, even had to have gone. Oh, come on. Let's go to Vegas to see Corn. I'm like, they're at Cosmopolitan. Like, going, oh, FYI, Karen, we're going to see Corn at Cosmopolitan. <laughs> you need to get on those tickets, by yeah, the way. Yeah. Um, in response to our story last... Sorry. In response to our story on last week's show about the new proposed Mayan-themed property on the Vegas Strip, we'd like to thank at Raising Las Vegas for tipping us off to the fact that a resort already exists on the Las Vegas Boulevard named Cancun that uses a Mayan theme complete with a water slide through a faux temple, but minus a casino only about four miles south of Mandalay. I had no idea, but largely because if there isn't a casino attached to it, I don't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's not It's not real. Right. It's, it's, it's the first Mayan-themed casino. But Just it's, it's still it. impressive. By the way, at uh, Raising Las Vegas is coming to 360 Vegas Vacation 3. Oh, good. I cannot wait to meet this woman because she's the kind of person that... I've thrown out things that I'm like, I don't know, I'm, I'm thinking about songs for the, the Was she the limo. one that was throwing out stuff that you're like, yes, where like, the hell did this come from? Like uh, like half like half of them I was like, holy shit, I can't believe she recommended that. And and the other half, I'm like, I've never heard of this song ever. I cannot wait to meet this woman <laughs> and her spouse. These people sound awesome. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, nice. Well, listen, I guess that's going to do it for prop bets uh, as well as the news. So let's move on to coming attractions. Attractions is the portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. This segment is brought to you by tickets.accessvegas.com. If you're going to go to a concert or events in Las Vegas or anywhere in the world, treat yourself right by grabbing great premium seats at tickets.vegas.com. You always do that. Tickets.accessvegas.com. But I did it the first time correctly. You did. You You always do the first one. You always fuck up the second second one. one. Sorry, Ted. I'll keep apologizing. I lo- listen. <laughs> well, we call it out, so it probably gets more attention. Than I, it would I, otherwise. Obviously, he is a supporter of the show and sponsoring a segment. But if that, if if you've been listening to the show for any extended period of time, you know we aren't fucking full of shit. We don't promote shit that we're like. No, we we this bought tickets sucks. off the site. I adore and this. Gotten great we tickets only, off the site. <laughs> we only fucking buy tickets yeah. to this fucking place because it, it's no bullshit. This is like, listen. Do you want to go see Corn at this place? Do you want to go? Not even corn. Any fucking band. But do you want to get, like, make sure you get really good seats? This place. Obviously, you're going to pay more. You're going to experience it and fucking look. You Think know, about like, the goddamn last corn concert we went to. And, God damn, that was yeah, amazing. The seats were, were ridiculous. Oh. And the other thing is you know exactly where you're going to be exactly. sitting. Exactly. Yes. And if, if it's a surprise, honestly, like the corn seats were, it was a... A benefit because we didn't know they were going to be as good as they were. Ridiculous! So, yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Yes, totally. Shameless plug. We do buy tickets off the site, but which is yet an uh, obviously they're clearly a sponsor of the show. But we also firmly we've never bought in a bad support. Seat. Yep. Tickets.accessvegas.com. Yep. All right. First up, Tony. 
Summerland Tour 2016 featuring Everclear, Sugar Ray, Sponge and Lit are performing at the Downtown Las Vegas Event Center Friday, August 12th. Shows start at 7.30 p.m. Tickets start at $33. You know the interesting thing about that show is I would pay 33 bucks to see Lit and they'd be the first band and then we could leave. <laughs> I, Sugar Ray I'd go see. I have no idea who Sponge is, but whatever. And I'm not sure who this band is. Yes is performing at the downtown Las Vegas Event 70s Center. Band. Okay. On Saturday, August 27th, shows start at 8 p.m. Tickets start at 41 bucks. Counting Crows and Rob Thomas are performing at the downtown Las Vegas Event Center Saturday, September 17th. Show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets start at $39. And if anybody's wondering. My wife and I are going to be in Las Vegas on September 17th at 7 p.m. at the downtown Las Vegas Event Center because we're going to be going to the Counting Crows and Rob Thomas uh, concert. My wife is a huge Counting Crows fan. Oh, my God. I, you know what's so funny Counting is that he was You were debating. Like, you're like, say, say, say Rob Thomas. Say Rob Thomas. Say Rob Thomas. <laughs> Just so you could rip on her? No, because I could support that. Counting Crows, I would have to rip on her. Yeah. Well, no, Rob Thomas is the lead singer for Matchbox 20. Right. right. So, no, him. So that's the value. She gets to see Counting Crows. I get to see Rob Thomas. Everybody wins. Well, I get yeah, that except, you win. Except Rob Thomas is doing a lot of shit on his own that I don't really care for. Well, like, yeah, I agree. His, I agree that, he, yeah. he ain't going to do bright lights. I mean, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, he won't. I'll right. bet. I will bet you money. I'm not, I'm not judging him. Just, I thought that no, was I'm not. interesting I'm, that I'm that was Tony. the song you went for. Well, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing that it's not a good song. See? I just thought Tony that Tony knows. He went right to it. I will bet you he won't do that in concert. I, 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 I'm a bigger fan of, of Push. Oh, well, Push is awesome. Okay, sorry you lost me. Uh, Brian Adams is performing at Wait, the Chelsea. Wait, that was mine. You did the other one. No, no, no. No, I did Counting Crows. Oh, you're right. Sister. Sorry. Sorry. My bad. Don't get overexcited. <laughs> <laughs> no, and you'll know I get excited for the next one. Right. Well, yeah, it's. Uh... <laughs> all right, all right. Keep your panties on just a second. Just, uh, you just hate only for a, my wife Just only word. for a second. <laughs> Don't ever use the word moist or panties, let alone moist panties, around my wife. Okay, now I have to say that multiple times around her, you realize, because I love both those words. And now the fact that she doesn't like them, I have to condition her to it. Over and over and over, absolutely. Great. Absolutely, that's that's cool. That's cool. That, that, that sounds like that. Tony, like looking for some help here on some sub subliminal conditions. Mission or something. set. Oh, <laughs> so wrong. Thanks, guys. Read read right. the damn. Ryan <laughs> Adams is performing at the Chelsea at Cosmopolitan Saturday, July second, and the show starts at seven p.m. Tickets start at thirty-two dollars. Speaking what? of moist panties. Oh, he beat me to it. <laughs> no, and honestly, I've already seen him perform. Have you really? Yeah. He, he opened one of our worldwide conventions. Oh, I was going to say, I wouldn't. We've no, never I, I, I didn't concert. pay okay. for that shit. And after watching him there, from what I understand, he didn't even show up for rehearsal. He literally showed up and was like, hey. Was that good? Eh, okay. That was all right. Enrique Iglesias is performing at the Coliseum at Caesar Palace on Friday and Saturday, September 16th and 17th. Shows start at 8 p.m. and tickets start at 40 bucks. Don't forget you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists we report on on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. Can I tell Let's... you, wait, can I tell you who opened the show this year? Sure. Adina Manzel. Oh, she's my girlfriend. So she, the first, she opened the show with... Defying Gravity, 
from Wicked. Yeah. And yeah. she ended the opening session with Let It Go. Uh, she can sing sense. like nobody's yeah. business. She's awesome. Yeah, she is. I was more happy about that than anybody else I've ever seen. But okay, <laughs> anyway, moving on. Yeah, I wouldn't mind plunging those pipes, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ruining her entire career. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. She'd be we don't know what Tony's back in. We don't know. We don't really? know. You should know. Well, I'm not well, sharing it with you. It ain't going to ruin a career. There's a reason why I said what I just said. You can so still talk so par- and walk, so her, apparently her there's no problem. Cord. Whichever way it went. Yes, well, sure I don't have a range right like now. a Dina Menzel does. I'm just saying. I talk here. I have a deep voice already. I was trying to make an oral sex joke. But I'm trying to support you, Tony. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's move into the room. All right, so we've got some listener feedback. It's from, uh, it's an email from a, listener friend of ours, James Jones. Am I reading this? No, I think it's important that Karen reads it to you because okay. it seems like this is kind of addressed to you, don't you? Okay, I'm ready. All right, so I gotta read it. All right, so so yes. prep yourself. Okay. Yep. yep. I think I remember you talking about Tony liking 3535 bar at Link, and they will no longer comp drinks in a past podcast. The good news is I just got back and they still comp drinks for free for diamond card holders and two dollars for others. Free at happy hour. Hope all is well, James Jones. All right, James, things are not well. <laughs> Uh-oh, yikes. Because if you go back and listen to the podcast, you will denote I clarified the conversation with the stipulation, if you're not a diamond card holder. <laughs> I knew this guy didn't miss a beat. I fucking knew it. I couldn't recall. 100%, but I'm like, I'm going to throw this out there. I'm pretty sure he's going to be like, I preface this. <laughs> so I am unfortunately well aware that the... You're, you're not the, a diamond card holder? I, I am not. Oh. I am not a diamond car, uh, card holder. Now you have a goal. Uh, you know, I, I'll tell you, I've been <laughs> or a dream. one time, <laughs> and it's true what you get for free, the, the freebies, things that you get, you get a, look, you get a couple of freebie things being a, a diamond member just by making that status. But truly at the end of the day, everything is based on your average daily theoretical. So I could do, you know, I could run $30,000 through a video poker machine, which sounds like a lot of money until you realize that that's really only 3000 tier points. And so, but, but, to the casino, they're like, this jackass runs $30,000 through a video poker machine in one sitting. So that's where my comps come from. Any rate, I digress. Uh, $2 <laughs> for others and free at happy hour. So, so James, I'm looking for a little bit of clarification here. You state that, the, that they still comp drinks for diamond card holders and $2 for others, parenthetical, free at happy hour. So... James, am I understanding that if I get to bar 3535 during happy hour, regardless of my tier status, I can get comped cocktails at bar 3535? That's my question number one for you, James. Question number two <laughs> is, but then you're sharing with me, even if I it's outside of the happy hour peer time period, 
I can order those those cocktails that are very, very much, in my opinion, like the cocktails that you would get from book and stage at the casino that shall not be named. I can get those types of cocktails as well for just $2 if I'm not diamond and we're outside of the happy hour. All right, James, I'm ready. I'm ready for you to get back to us on that. Sorry, James, you hit a nerve. (laughs) It's not a nerve. I'm just looking. You poked a bear, James. You poked him. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think it's such bullshit, such bullshit that these cocktails have to be will only be provided to to the diamond players. I'm already sitting at your video poker machines playing six five jacks or better. I mean, he's I'm so all- intelligent when it comes to those kind of things. Like, whoa, 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 whoa! I'm playing these shitty odds here so I can get these drinks. Like, he's got a great point. I can't argue with him. <laughs> I'm paying for those free drinks. Oh, excuse me. I'm paying for those drinks right. by paying a lower payback machine so thanks james despite despite me perhaps uh taking you to task on clarification <laughs> questions and thanks, thanks james basically really bullshit <laughs> right. bullshit that's not what happened that's not what they told me thanks, james for the false information that's right <laughs> but but and we'd like to encourage Tony. other people if you'd like to send an email <laughs> hold on but hold on in james defense things change in vegas a lot so if James is just there, <laughs> yeah, whatever they told you the last time you were there, Tony, and, might have changed. And 360 Vegas Vacation is starting off at length, so it's not we like will we find can't out. test that concept. While, will we be while, there at happy hour? Tr- no, no, no. Well, well, yeah, it would be at happy okay. hour. But we would be testing that concept at TAG because we know what TAG will offer. However, 3535 is not far from TAG. I was going to say, no point not just walking down and seeing what happens. Well, especially to experiment for the show. We're going to do this for the show. We have to experiment. Uh-huh. I appreciate that. Yeah. We'll fall on the sword for the listeners. Right? Yeah. For you fun. people. And just to make Tony happy, because otherwise he'll be bouncing on both heels going, we can we go. I want to look, pre- look, <laughs> look, 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 check, look, 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 check. Right. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess that's going to do it for episode 198. Thank you all for listening, downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360vegaspodcast.com. You can support the show via PayPal donations, buying stuff over at our merchandise store, which is zazzle.com slash 360vegas, or you can help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. If you'd like to send some feedback, like Mr. Jones, for example, you can... Mr. Jones and me! Stop it. Keep going. Uh, no, people love when he... Can, when he- Fucking transcend. Don't, don't encourage him. Just keep going. No, keep going. you have to. <laughs> keep going. You can send us any written or audio feedback at uh, 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Tony, where can folks find you? I am at Vice Lounge OL or at, at Tony Snyder. My love. I'm at Karen Mark, <laughs> and that's Karen with two E's. No way. <laughs> so we have one more episode. Until right. 360 Vegas Vacation 3. Odds are that'll be next week. Oh. Um, so wait, so episode 199. Hold on, episode 199 will be right before the vacation. Re- regardless of the fact that there <laughs> Whether are two or weeks. Whether or not, there's two weeks Two between. weeks before, okay. right. Because we're like, what are we going to do for episode 200? We're like, oh, I don't want to make the effort. <gasps> Trip report! Trip report. <laughs> which, which means if we do an episode next week... It might be. It might be three follow. weeks. Yes, no, yeah. it might be three weeks because we won't. Suck it up. It'll be good. 
It's gonna be long and epic. Epic. Oh, yeah. odds are we're long. gonna do it on you know, like you stream. It'll be like three hours long. It's gonna be fucking amazing. Is what we're it boils do a, down to. Do a live one? Oh shit. Well, really? only because. It, you know, fuck it. We're well, gonna episode two hundred. Yeah, two hundred. Well, gonna and there's gonna be so many of the listeners that will have if we give them enough advance warning, they will have been at three. Odds three, are three it'll be on you. They can log in. Hardcore. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I'm gonna be well, super that's actually, distracted. You know, you're you're really kind of onto something, Karen, because I'm looking at the calendar right now. Next week is the 29th. Well, assuming we we record on a Friday. Odds night. are, yeah. So right. we've got the week of the 29th. We've got the week of the sixth. We've got the week of the 13th. Nope, 13th. We're already gone. They're, they're well, no, no, no. Be... The 13th is that Friday. We leave I know. on that Saturday. I, we yeah. recorded that night. I'm packing. No, which I don't blame you. I don't blame you. We leave on Saturday as well, so I, I realistically wouldn't necessarily want to record on the 13th either. But the, But I'm just kind of trying to think Monday? through the timeline. So there might be value, Mark and Karen, to us skipping next week. Recording on the week of the sixth, which would be one ninety nine. I agree. So I can you then edit while we fly over, you fucking prick. No, you do it over the weekend. You're well, doing my, the weekend of the sixth, not when you're flying. No. He's saying space right. it out. So we record on the sixth. We leave well, on the thirteenth, dude. And right. we skip the thirteenth because here's what's ha- here's how it works out otherwise, potentially, Mark. If we record next week, if we do one ninety nine a week from today, that's April 29th. That means we go without a recording on... Uh, no, no, no. Six. That's released on May 1st. Well, that's fine, but you still... You've got two whole weekends then, but right. without anything. No, so I know what you're saying. Post. I know what you're saying, but if we have one episode left to go, this yeah. episode's going to release on, on the 24th. Right. The next episode would potentially either be released on the 1st, right. the 8th, right. or the 15th no, when the we're eighth. there. No, you do it on the 8th. He's saying skip a week in between. Space it out. Don't go three weeks with no episodes. And that's, yes, that's what I was trying to but get here, at. But here's, here's the problem that, that we... He's just now looking at Tony. I'll talk him into it because I completely agree with you. I think we need to take a week off. We'll do it. it, it there's, no, there's no reason we can't skip next week. Do it another week. You, you let it go and you don't have to do anything before you go to Vegas. You don't have to pay any attention. Otherwise, you have two weeks. If you're going to hold All right, I see your fucking argument now. I see it. Shut up, both of you. Your rationale enrages me. (laughs) Sense sense irritates me. (laughs) It wasn't my idea, so I don't like it. No matter how logical it is. We just talked that I'm on medication adjustment at the premise of this entire show. So I'm looking at it going... That makes perfect sense. You're like, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Like, I fucking get it. Makes perfect sense. Look at us. We're smart. We can read a calendar. Right. Hey, you shut up. <laughs> He's like, no, no, no. I can't wait that long to release it. It's not releasing, honey. It's shut up. Forward. You're both insanely accurate. Are you happy? Are you happy? Yes. Where's the Xanax? Yay! And the and the booze. Don't forget, you gotta wash it down with something. Whoa! I was told that's not. Not that's good. not a good idea. They're liars. <laughs> they don't know what they're about. Has, no no mister, bullshit, mister Tony. that's been trying it for a while that you you understand or just talking out your ass? Oh, I don't have any liver left, but uh, I've been told that grows back. No, n- bullsh- no, no bullshit. Based on the episode that I have, I am now on Xanax as a an emergency medication. As opposed to... Well, what's the day-to-day? He medication? didn't have an emergency medication. Well, yeah, I, I didn't have one. They've just oh. they've just increased all my medications now. Well, not all. We're they, starting. They increased one. They right. switched one. And we're, we're, not, now we're in full-out experimentation, med. which is why I made that that preface at the beginning of the show that 
I, I know from past experience that I could go through incredible highs and lows when you start tinkering with medication. Yeah, but basically because he knew that, he avoided any kind of tinkering with the medication. Right. wasn't upfront with his doctor about what was going on, what was happening. And so, hence you have the buildup like you had in Louisville and... The, the well, to thoughts. Tony's part, it, it actually, or to Tony's point, it made me really feel good that I internalized most of it. Like I, I dealt well, with the majority of that monster. What, but what most people see is one thing. What it's I way heard more than I ever knew. wanted them to <laughs> ever see. No, again, you're texting me that night. I was scared to death because yeah. the stuff you were texting me, I'm like, oh my god, no, this is not right. Yeah, I no. mean, yeah, it, it was. It's one of those things that that I told the the doctor today that I was like. I, I'm 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 not happy that it happened, but I'm happy that it happened because it forced me to go. Holy fucking shit! I have no control over what is going on, and I have to be dead honest with everybody now that this is way beyond anything that I can I can control. It's bad, Tony. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's bad. <laughs> like like the doctor, like the Xanax prescription that he wrote me is is literally titled under emergency, and it's like. Listen, once you take this, you cannot drink and you cannot drive a vehicle because <laughs> this is going to sedate the incredible... Challenge accepted, doctor. Right. <laughs> no, 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 Tony. Yeah. Who's got <laughs> some heavy equipment? I'm ready to run some machinery now, bitches. <laughs> like, Only on your uh, four acres or whatever the hell you have. Listen, Bruce Banner, when you take this, stay the fuck away <laughs> from everything else, all right? Because it's, it's an extremity. Well, you know what? You just bring that shit with you. I will crush it up with one of my players' card, and I will snort it straight off from the craps table. So I am ready for this trip. You're not taking this nearly as serious as my doctor's taking this. Or I'm taking it. Your doctor's paid to be concerned. My job is to keep you happy. Or to my job is to keep him OD. alive. Hello. <laughs> I didn't say you could snort it. I'm talking about me well, right Well, Tony, now. if you're doing it, clearly I want to do it. Well, why don't you wait and see how well it works on me before you try it? Well, Tony, that's I'll merely seconds. That's merely seconds. Oh, I'm like, right. he's alive Stop it, boys. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Good night, Tony. I am out. This joking about snorting Xanax is not funny. <laughs> she right. says that she's got a heroin needle in her arm. Right. <laughs> All right, let me, let me close this up. Okay, good idea. So, odds are, if you don't see us next week, you'll see us the following week. But odds are, you're only going to get... Actually, not odds are. You will only get one more episode before 360 Vegas Vacation 3. So, until then... Yeah.